Hi, this is Linda Burton. And this is Leslie Brasero with Less Talk. Today we are talking about beauty for ashes and how we can take our hurt and how we can overcome those things. Exactly. And I'm so excited about our guest today, uh, Miss Roz Harrison. She has a beautiful story that I know so many of you will benefit um, from, especially if you have gone through any difficult circumstance or situation like many of us have, and how God can turn that thing around and you can look like a whole new woman. Well, I, I like your name, Beauty for Ashes. Can you kind of explain where that name came from? Sure. Um, the name came from the ashes of a lot of hurt and pain that I went through in my marriage and in life. Mm -hmm. um, I was at a point in my life where I was so hurt and so wounded where I didn't see an escape and I didn't see an out. So I attempted to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I went to the lakefront, took a bunch of pills with me sat um, on the lakefront and decided, you know, I didn't want to die. I just wanted the pain to stop. I didn't want to hurt anymore. And when I sat there and I took the pills and it was a lot of little pills um, I, and the pills came up, I regurgitated every last one of them. And I sat there crying and all I could think about was my children. Hmm. And I said, what will they think well, they think that this situation was more important to me than them. Wow. And so that was the only thing I thought about was how this was going to impact my kids because nothing was more important to me than my children. Yeah. So when the pills came up, I wiped my face. I wiped my tears. I went to church. I got in the presence of God. I got the weeping out and I was strengthened to go on for the next day. Wow. What would you say or how would you help people that's going through that situation now that's in the ashes stage when they feel like they're not worth anything, they can't get out of it, there's no hope. I mean, that's the worst thing to do is feel hopeless and that sounds like where you were at. How did you Very much so. snap out of it? How did you, you know, what happened? I mean, like when you were sitting there right after you take it or right before what changed? What happened? How can we help other people of, of getting past that stage? Or what do you suggest? Or what do you think about that? I think it's different situations. For me, I had a strong relationship with God. And he intervened. And that's how those pills came up. Mm -hmm. I didn't make them come up. But that's how they came up. And for me, um, I found something else. I found something else to live for. Um, my family was important. My kids were important. How my kids grew up after this was important. Then after that, I went and saw a therapist. I, um, not everybody does that, but I did. I had to see a therapist. I couldn't make it through this. I had to understand that there was no problem. This wouldn't solve the problem. It wouldn't. And eventually it doesn't happen overnight. The pain does not go away. Even though I made a decision not to do this, that pain was still there. I just had to find a better way of dealing with it and getting through it. And it took a couple of years. And it lessened. You got help with a counselor with, you know, yes. to do that. How long did the process for you feel like it took to, to go through that, to let alone start your ministry? How did it that took 10 years. 10 years? 
it was 10 years later, almost 10 years later that the ministry started. Um, this happened in this, oh, let me, you know what? I, that's not the truth. It happened, this happened in, yeah. It happened like 2007. So the ministry was birthed in 2015. So eight years. So I would say it's a good seven years. It took years, a couple of years for me to get past the pain, the feeling of being rejected and um, feeling like everything and everybody was against me. I also had to refocus on where my true friendships were, where they lied and realize that I was putting my trust and hope in the wrong things. Uh, that's the key and, thing you know, right there. Yeah. yeah, it was just, I was like, you know what? Refocus, refocus because one, my, my trust and hope was in man. It wasn't in God. I realized that, but even some of the, God was able to come through and just weave in and weave out and tear up and tear down. It wasn't an easy process, but now at the end of it, I can see that it was worth it. Definitely worth it. And that's what the ashes was. So eight years later came the beauty part where the platform that I was not allowed to have eight years prior, I was able to extend it to other women and other people. That is gorgeous. I love that. So your ashes was going to your bottom level of, of wanting yes. to or actually trying to commit suicide. So your beauty is how you are blessed now to help other women from that situation to to use your ashes to make beauty or to for beauty. Your yes, ma'am. If it didn't happen, if you didn't get that low, you wouldn't be able to have that beauty. So nope. I, I, I like how that stage, you know, of we think our hurt and our pain, there's no reason. And right. we don't always understand the reason. Mm -hmm. And your reason is, is amazing to help so many other people get out of that hurt and that pain. Mm -hmm. So what is your- It drives, yes. Yeah. So what is your biggest thing when you hear somebody hurt and pain? um at you do a conference you said you don't call it a conference you call it a no you summit. A, a summit at mm -hmm. your summit if somebody's hurting what would they get out of it what would like what does that look like when do they go do what do they do before they before they go and what do they do after they go is it like a study group i mean like can you kind of explain a little bit about that so what it is, is people, they come and now people come with an expectation because they know what to expect. So there's about three to four women, I would say we've lessened the numbers on, but there's about three to four women who just share their hearts and it's pure, it's pure raw. I mean, we've had um, women speak of um, homosexuality, women speaking of their parents, um, pimping them out people speaking of abusive relationships we've had so many different types of stories that women can relate to you know abortions everything and they're not only are they raw they tell you know how god brought them up something's in there for everybody to relate to so in this interim, and then we have a speaker that comes to encourage them and share their, but then at the end, we have a prayer, we have prayer for the women and we have prayer, we have altar calls, we love and we hug on each other. And then 
the first conference or two, I would pass out information about other churches and pastors and stuff who could, um, they can reach out to or everything. But now I put it in my programs. These are the churches and pastors around here. One year I had all the pastors stand up, you know, let people see who you are. These are people we trust. If you want to come to them, you know, I get emails, inboxes. I refer them out to other people for references. You know, we also encourage um, other ministries who are doing something, homeless ministries, the Vendors are different types of vendors. You know, we've tried to find a way. And in the future, our focus is to do an aftercare because yeah. the people that come for prayer are really pouring their hearts out and want to be healed and want the pain to stop. And these are women who have who are really dealing with life. You can't play with people's lives and you have to take that seriously. Yeah. yeah. Now, I love the what you call it. You called it, you don't know my story. Is that correct? Yes. Am I saying that right? I love yes. being, can you tell me why you picked that name? I mean, by title itself, it means a lot. But I want to know if there's more to that. Like, yeah. it's like, you don't know what happened behind closed doors. It almost makes me think of that, you know? But can you explain it, please? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You don't know people's story. And like I said, birth out of mine where I was prejudged and people assumed things about me and then it's so strange because when people when I told my story part of my story in the first one my family was shocked because they didn't know that I had went through what I went through and so and I didn't go in detail detail I didn't use any names or anything but they were shocked and so I had people coming up. I didn't know you went through that. I would have never done that. So my goal is to get us to a point where we don't prejudge people and you don't treat people a specific type of way because of what you think. And you shouldn't change the way you treat them because now you found out that they don't went through H-E double hockey sticks. No, we have to treat people with love and love and kindness. And everybody's going through something. You never know when people are on the brink. And that's what you don't know my story is about. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how I got to. You don't know that I crawled into this place. Mm. So that's what it's about. I like that a lot. And our biggest thing on this is relationships. And you just hit the key thing on how easy you can da damage relationships just because you see someone smile all the time or just because you see somebody dress nice or their hair look gorgeous or nails done. You don't know their story. You don't know the hurt, the pain. You don't know if that was more or less a, a payoff or a buy-off for something that they've been through from somebody else. You don't know what's going on. And that one more little brick that you put on them by rolling your eyes or saying something smart or doing something unnecessary, how you can just crush them or bring them down, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? So I, I love that, that you take the time to do that. Yeah. Thank you. God bless. Yeah. It's all God. Um, it's all God. That's all I can say. I mean, Leslie's attended every last one of them and she's actually on our beauty for ashes ministry team. Mm -hmm. And so, um, she's a blessing to us, but every year it's different. Every, I mean, no year is the same. It's yeah. the same people. It's a, you have a group, a cluster of people that have attended the year before, but almost every year, even the audience is different. Yeah. So I'm praising God for the different souls that we're reaching and that people are in anticipation and excited about it when they hear about it. You know, that that makes me feel good because it's making an impact. Yeah.
And you know, I can just, before we close out, if you can speak to that woman out there who was like you or similar to you and who doesn't have a way out, speak to that woman and tell her that there is hope on the other side. What would you say? Basically that, you know, um, you know, the word of God says that God always has a ram in the bush and he never leaves us comfortless, but everybody don't believe in the word of God. So my thing is one, you have to find someone you can trust. There has to be someone you can trust. But my prayer is that you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are not an accident, that we were put on this earth for a purpose and it's way bigger than your circumstances. This too shall pass, this too will pass. And what the latter is greater than the former, what's gonna happen as a result of this is greater than your eyes can even imagine. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the thoughts of man what God has planned for you. So my thing is don't give up, keep pushing, keep pressing, because greater is the end of this thing than it is in the beginning. There is light at the end of this rainbow. Now you're saying you don't, it's called, you don't know my story. If somebody mm -hmm. wanted to come to that, is it the same time every year, like the second something or when is it? It's normally in June. We've moved it May, June, July. So this year was actually in August due to COVID, but we did it virtually. Okay. And normally it started out in May, but normally we have it like the last, the third or fourth Saturday in June. It's always at the same time. It's never in this, basically never in the same place though. We move, we move around, but um, it's always in like a hotel, never in um, a church. God is expanding it. We're planning on bringing it to different states and turning it into a movie. Um, but yeah, it's almost every, and then we're on social media under Beauty for Ashes Ministry. And that's how they can find about it. And we also have a web page and um, the phone number as well. Okay. Do you want to give that information? So like next year or later on in time, someone can look it up and see when it is. For right now, they can find me on Facebook under Beauty for Ashes Ministry International. Okay. And then all the other information is there. I just don't have it in front of me. Sorry. That's Wonderful. I love this, Linda, because, you know, really, this is all about relationships and relationships aren't just family. There are far reaching relationships that we may not even know we have met, like people on the web now who are hearing your testimony, hearing your story rise, know that, hey, I can make it. She got through something ugly in a relationship. And look at the beautiful thing that has come out of it. Right. It's now helping so many other women. And our, our subtitle is life's lessons and really that's what it's about whatever we go through in this life we learn a lesson from it Amen. life's lessons laughter because we got to laugh even in the ugly we can always find something to laugh about and audience i have to tell you this lady always has me laughing life <laughs> lessons, laughter and love because the goal is to make relationships that last and we're so happy Amen. that you so happy that you shared Thank your heart you. and we're looking for great things to come out of beauty for ashes ministries and like she said please be sure to look up that beauty for ashes ministries you can find her on facebook beauty for ashes ministries international
And if you mm -hmm. like this video, please help us out by liking this video and other ones too, so that we can continue to get the word out to other people. Linda? Well, nice um, meeting you. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.